say over here in Belmont, Maine, good morning. Or as our dear friend Nell, dear sister Nell says, top of the morn, everybody. That is a great way to say it. Hopefully you're doing well today. We're going to get into 1 Peter chapter 4, finish out this chapter this morning. In fact, it may be a shorter broadcast today just because of the length. I don't want to press into chapter 5. Uh, because different subject matter, but we will certainly keep ourselves uh, here in chapter four, finish this out, and uh, milk milk what we can milk out of this for the time allotted to us. Um, I know some preachers that would take a passage like this, and they could probably take weeks. I probably could too, uh, but we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to just work our way through and see how it applies to us. Living as followers of Jesus, that is what being a disciple is. 
one who who follows Jesus, one who's becoming like Jesus, one who's committed to the uh, the initiatives, the priorities of Jesus, and uh, so that's what uh, why we do this. How do we learn to live Scripture in such a way that we live like Jesus and fulfill the commission that He's given to us? Well, let me uh, pull up First uh, Peter chapter four and let's jump in here, dear friends. Don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all the world. Now, in chapter 1, he talked about trials. In chapter 3, he talked about trials. In fact, a little bit in chapter 5, he'll talk a little bit about trials as well. And I think we should go back and kind of do some comparative analysis. A lot of time, I mean, who likes trials? Who likes it when you go out in the morning, get ready to go somewhere, and the tire is flat on the car? Um, or you go to open the door of your car while you're holding your coffee and you hit your coffee it's in your hand and knock it out of your hand and it goes everywhere. <laughs> I watched a video the other day of a lady walking up her steps. She's got her coffee cup and she's got her purse on her shoulder. And she's carrying something else. And that very last step, she catches her toe and just everything goes flying forward. And it was like one of those um, those doorbells that have the uh, have the camera in them, those Google type or whatever type of. Uh, Safety cameras now that they have, the, the doorbell has the camera in it. it. It was recording that. It's just, you know, who wants a day like that? Uh, who wants a day when you put on a brand new shirt and you spill jelly on it? Huh? No. Those are, those are small, trivial trials compared to what trials that other people go through. Consider the people of uh, Maui. Uh, and what they've gone through. In fact, there is another report of another fire in uh, Hawaii heading towards some army barracks uh, and an army uh, army base. I just that was just saw that this morning. A friend had posted something. Um, military friend had posted something about they had been evacuated from their housing there uh, at Showfield. Uh, that's a trial. Uh, or when you go through the trial and your cars burn up, your houses burn up, your your all your family heirlooms are burnt up. That that is a trial. You know, some of the things that we go through, uh, not having enough sugar in the house, uh, that's not a trial. That's just not having enough sugar in the house. Uh, but in the moment, whatever it is that we go through might feel like a trial. Now there are relational trials that we go through. Um, there are financial trials that we go through. Uh, there are uh, things break down trials we go through. Hey, here's just a, a, a truth about things. The more th- things you own, the more things you have to fix. Just saying, it's a reality. I mean, there are people that have to have every single little toy under the sun. Some people like fixing stuff, so no big deal. I hate fixing stuff, so... You know, I, I want to have less stuff, so I have less stuff I have to fix. But trials, there are, there are trials that people go through with uh, of illness, cancer, 
disease. Uh, there are trials that are like our friends go through over in India. Lack of food. Uh, not ability to get the food. Lack of ability to even make money to get the food. So all of those things. Trials. He says to us, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. What did he say to us back in chapter 1? Verse 5, he said, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. It's interesting to, to read this, the words joy and trials in the same sentence, but there they are, verse 6. Wonderful joy, even though you endure many trials. Trials show your faith is genuine. Verse 1, I mean, chapter 1, he gets into trials. Chapter 3, he will get into trials, suffering for righteousness' sake. Um, Verse 9 says, don't repay evil for evil. Evil may happen to you by other people. Uh, Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. Scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Verse 14 said, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you, so don't be afraid. Uh, Don't worry or be afraid of their threats. So suffering, chapter 1, chapter 3, chapter 4. Suffering as a Christian, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening. Now, uh, here's the reality. Sometimes some of the trials that we we face are self-imposed, uh, and we bring them on ourselves. Uh, is that not true? Would you agree with me that sometimes we bring our own trials on by choices that we make? Choices to do some things or to not do some things. We we bring trials on ourselves at times. Uh, sometimes you're self-imposed. Uh, sometimes you ever watch somebody that, that, that they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. Maybe you're the person. Maybe you have lots of bullet holes in your own feet. Uh, maybe you keep shooting yourself in your own foot uh, somehow. I, I there's any numbers of ways we do that. We have a great opportunity and we resist it. Uh, we have a great opportunity. We say no to it um, and shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, I, I, over the years, have shot myself in the foot by my attitude or by letting my emotions get the better of me and, and, and being uh, 
brash or angry or something of that one when really I don't need to be and I'm trying to learn to live my live with my soul in such a way that I don't get into those points where I'm that way but sometimes we shoot our we're doing something really really great and I'll do it we're doing something really great and I'll say something stupid I, see I'm talking about myself here uh, but you would have to fill in your own blank or write your own little paragraph about yourself and maybe how you shoot yourself in the foot or bring up, bring upon yourself your own trials. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do about the trials. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about that flat tire in your car. Sometimes there's nothing you can do when, when, when the car mysteriously breaks down. Uh, for the record, I haven't had a flat tire. I haven't looked this morning, but I haven't had a flat tire, so that's not something that I... But I'm just using that as an example. Uh, for the record, I haven't spilled uh, coffee in a very, very long time. Sometimes, we, but even then, even when we bring our own self-imposed trials, what should we do? Come to God with our trials. Come to God and say, yeah, I was an idiot again, Lord. Uh, please forgive me. Please help me to... Uh, overcome this trial they're trials from the exterior they're trials that come when you show up at work one day and you receive a, a pink slip in your email box that's a, that, that is not often a self-imposed some sometimes it's self-imposed because you've not been a good employee but sometimes the downsizing in corporate america uh sometimes the downsizing that might come as a result of artificial intelligence you know, you get that pink slip. You, you have nothing to do. That That's not a self-imposed trial. Uh, you have a self-imposed trial because someone backs up into you in the parking lot at Hannaford's. All these things can happen. Various trials. You have a you have a trial going on because of what a family member is going through. And there's nothing. And you do your best to help the family member. To be of encouragement, or bring insight, or sit give counsel, all those types of things, but trials. So, again, the text simply says this, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Sometimes things come right out of left field, huh, Heather? It's true. Uh, good morning to you. And... Uh, you just don't see it coming at all, and you're totally shocked by it. it. Peter says, don't be surprised that the fire trials are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. Now, now we think, you know, Christ is going to deliver us from all the suffering. Peter talks about here, suffering with Christ. In fact, Hi, Dale. Good morning. Good seeing you, too. Um, as well as everybody else that's up there, Steve and Donna, uh, Walter, didn't get to say hi to to uh, all of you this morning. I, I want to show you a verse in Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. Let me, uh, let me get that pulled up for us over here. Uh, so we can just take a quick look-see at this verse. Look at this. Look at what it says here in verse 29. 
It says this, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. For we are in this struggle together. You've seen my struggle in the past. You know that I'm still in the midst of it. Paul himself, the great apostle, going through the struggle. Peter, First Peter himself, and, and, and we know he will, both these men will be uh, martyred to death, the ultimate suffering for Christ. First Peter chapter 4, speaking about suffering uh, and the idea of, of sharing in Christ's suffering. I have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed in all the world. We, we suffer together with Christ. Let me, let me go back. There's, there's a, a lengthier comment. I want to uh, take a look and see what that is this morning. Um, and I like this. I do not like trials. I don't, I don't, I will ever, I will never tell God to bring them, bring on the trials, but trials are what have made me who I am today. A few years ago, I went through a trial for three months. I cried out to God, deliver me. I kept asking him why, what was going on, what was the trial for. And after three long months, he said, Nell, they can't give you what they don't have, and they can't give you what they and they can't give you what they have, but don't know they have it. This has helped me so much to be able to give more grace to others. Now I can say I'm thankful for that trial. God is so good to me. And I share that because it's a testimony, friends. This is a testimony. And uh, testimonies of believers will strengthen other believers. And sometimes we don't know why we're going through. Sometimes we don't even find out on this earth while we're, why, why we've endured a particular trial. Now, often God will use trials to make us more like Christ, uh, make us draw to Christ, uh, make us um, maybe make an adjustment in our lives. Uh, Round off the rough edges. Uh, God uses trials in our lives to to form us more fully into His image and into His likeness. Do we like it? No. Would we ask for them? No. We agree with you in that, dear sister. Absolutely. Uh, and sometimes, uh, and that, that's a good word. Sometimes we expect things from people that, that they don't have, or that they don't know that they actually do have. It's a good way of putting that. And, uh, you know, so what do we do? We, we, we keep uh, loving, uh, we keep forbearing, we keep praying, uh, we keep pursuing uh, a little tyke. I don't want to call him a tyke. That implies maybe like a toddler size, but a young man uh, we baptized uh, a week ago on Friday, um, said, I am being baptized because I want to chase after God. And, and, and that's, that's it. I mean, that, that's, that says it all, uh, that we would be people who chase after God, to pursue after God. I need to do more of that. I, I want to do more of that. I want to pray that we will all do more of that. Now, let's, let's continue the text, or I won't get through this passage today like I thought. It says, uh, if you're insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you'll be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. Remember that. If you're insulted because you bear Jesus' name, if you're insulted because you say you speak up and say something for Jesus, um, 
you, you, you can rejoice that, that you're counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. So when you're insulted bearing his name, uh, just know, know that the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. What, what better can there be than to have the glorious, glorious, glorious spirit of God upon you? I, I, I love how these Bible writers don't just say the spirit. And they don't just say the spirit of God. But they say the glorious spirit of God is something wonderful. Verse 15, if you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. In other words, if you suffer, don't be, don't, don't let it be that you're suffering because you've done something morally wrong or, or even something ethically wrong or something wrong. If you suffer, let it be for doing good. It says in verse 16, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. What better thing than to be called by the name of Christ? For the time, for, for the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed the good news? I mean, God will start with his own people. God will judge us first. And uh, so we need to think about how we live. Uh, now, it's not a judgment unto damnation. It's not a judgment unto eternal perishing. But it, it will be a, a judgment of unrealized reward. It will be a judgment of realizing that we look back at our lives and, and, and knowing that we didn't really do a lot to bring Christ glory. Yes, we are saved, but uh, we invested mostly in, in, in hay and uh, wood and, and stubble uh, instead of the greater things in life. Um, and we'll look back with great sadness and go, oh, I, I miss so very much. So if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who never believe the good news? Their fate is even worse. We will be saved. We, we will be in the presence of Jesus. We may look with sadness at the fact we don't have many crowns to th throw at his feet, many rewards to throw at his feet, uh, not as much fanfare and glory to bring to his name because of how we lived our time on earth, more focused on self than on Savior. But those who do not know Christ will suffer a horrible fate. Verse 18, he even says, if the righteous are barely saved, what happens to godless sinners? Hmm. Makes us think. Makes us think deeply. We should be burdened that we would live for Christ. We should be burdened that we live righteously. Um, we should be burdened for those that don't know the name of Christ. We should be burdened that they would be drawn to Christ that they would be spared eternal torment and punishment and banishment from the presence of God, eternal thirst, eternal hunger, eternal loneliness. And if they're, if they're a person who has been an uh, introvert, a, a particular person in our church family really doesn't like crowds, comes to mind. Um, if you are an uh, introvert, then you will have the eternal push of people around you 
Uh, Dorothy Sayers wrote a, a treatise on what hell might be like, and whatever you don't like will be the very things that might torment you in hell. So if the righteous are barely saved, what happens to sinners? We need to pray for people to come to Christ. But then in verse 19, he says this, So if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. Trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. You're going through it. It's challenging. It is hard. It is difficult. Keep on trusting God. Trust your life to God. Trust your circumstance to God. He will not fail you. He won't. Simply will not fail you. So you hold on to him. You cling to him. We looked, uh, I think it was on a Sunday morning a few weeks ago, at the passage in Hebrews chapter 9 that tells us to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. The idea is to hold on for dear life. Don't get thrown off that the, the tube of life. Just don't get thrown off. And uh, hold on to God. Cling to God. Suffer with dignity. Suffer with righteousness. In fact, Tell the devil, I, I'm, I'm going to suffer with God's joy. You might make me want to suffer, but I'm going to have the joy of the Lord. I'm going to live in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I'm going to live in those things. I'm going to live by the Spirit. I'm going to live empowered by the Spirit. I'm going to live strengthened by the Spirit. Uh, I'm going to live walking with the Spirit. I'm going to live in the fellowship of the Spirit that I might have the strength of the Spirit even as I undergo trials of a whole variety of kinds. Peter talks about trials. Paul talks about trials. In fact, James talks about trials. Let me take us back to James chapter 1 for just a moment because I want us to see that these great apostles Two of the three who walked personally with Jesus um, said this about trials. James chapter 1, verse 2, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble of any kind comes your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he'll give it to you, and he won't even rebuke you for asking. God wants us to ask. Romans chapter 5, another passage that deals a little bit with suffering. They read verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. It says, therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, that's justification, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. We confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, 
and this hope, this hope of salvation, will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Friends, if you're going through trials, you can rejoice. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the fellowship of of Jesus, even in his sufferings. You have the outcome to look forward to. So may we endure trial in the Holy Spirit, finding the joy that only God can give. Lord, you know my brothers and sisters are maybe going through a variety of trials. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray that you'd help them to find joy. I pray that they would have a sense of the fellowship of the Spirit, even in the midst of their trial and their suffering. Lord, help us to suffer well, that we might glorify Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow.